0: It is, uh, Monday back in the, uh, saddle today for a day. We, I, I really appreciate, um, all of your thoughts and prayers on everything that's, uh, happening, um, with all those that I love, um, and, um, and just thank you. Got a good show for you today. We have, uh, kind of some, uh, 20th anniversary, uh, flashbacks, which are really, really good and very, very funny, kind of wonder, like, wow, what what's happened? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, show used to be good. Now it's just kind of like, meh, kind
1: of coasting, you know? Yeah, but that's that's our right as Americans. We're not supposed to work right, hard our entire break, careers. No, you work hard at the beginning, no. and then you coast to the finish line. Yeah, that's the plan.
0: So, uh, so good. I'm glad we I'm glad we have that going for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Trump is doing something that I think is very reminiscent of uh, Ronald Reagan, and that is uh, tweeting. Uh, well, not tweeting, but talking directly to the people of of a a country of slaves, this case Iran, and the media is doing exactly what they did under the old Soviet Union, uh, taking their side.
2: The Fusion of Entertainment and Enlightenment
0: Hello, America. It's Monday. I've been here for a couple of hours, and I have uh, put all of the show prep together. And as I open my microphone for the first time, I think, almost like when I did my first broadcast over 20 years ago now, I'm not going to start where I thought I was going to start. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you one-on-one. And I want to talk to you about time and how much we waste in one minute.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: You know, the poet says, home is where the heart is, and that is absolutely true. Home also is where the mortgage is. Uh, and funny how the poets generally skip that part of it. But while we're on the subject, how is your mortgage? Are you paying more than you'd like it to be? Are you looking to refinance or maybe get down to a more reasonable rate? Would you like to consolidate some of your debt and give your, get yourself back on track to face a new year? Or maybe you're just looking to take that first leap into owning a home altogether. Well, whatever it is, American Financing is there with an answer. And a 10-minute phone call could be the first step towards changing your life. American Financing is a family-owned mortgage company that has been helping people for over 20 years. They're the real deal, and they frequently save their customers up to $1,000 a month, sometimes more. They have an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, over 4,000 Google reviews. I consider them friends. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Thank you so much for listening today. I want to talk to you about wasted time. And honestly, um, you know, whenever I open the microphone, when I first go on, everybody knows. It was like this in television and drove Fox News and CNN and everybody out of their mind because... As soon as I open my mouth and we're live, I don't know, I I feel like it's, um, it's like a date and every time that we, I can plan for our date, but once we meet, it just becomes what I want to say and what I want to do with you and. I spent the last few days um, in the hospital with my father-in-law. And you know how, you know, since you were a kid and you sat at the kiddies' table, there were all these generations above you. There were your older siblings, then you, your older cousins, and then your parents, And then their parents. And if you were lucky, maybe some people even older than them, grandparents, or. And you've seen them whittle down at the table. I was sitting at the foot of my father in law's bed. I'm now the age he was when I met his daughter. And he's had congestive heart failure, and his um, uh, he's had a rough go of it. And so Friday night, I flew the family up to see him. And it was good to be a family again. And as I looked at everyone in the room as we were all gathered in the hospital room, I I realized I'm the next generation to be at the top of the food chain or the bottom of the food chain if God's an eater. My father-in-law has worked really hard his whole life. And what does he have in the end? A great family. And a family who loves him. At the same time this was going on, one of my dear friends, who I've known for a long time, in fact, is the guy who saved my career, told me, Shut up. Try stop trying to be somebody that everybody else wants you to be. Just be you. I've worked with him for a very long time. 20 years off and on. And he's been battling kidney failure, and he's down to now 12% kidney function he's got three people lined up ready to go for transplants but at the last minute they found what they think are tumors on his kidneys and if they're cancerous it will most likely be a death sentence because he can't handle the chemo and the therapy And tomorrow morning, at 4 a.m., I'll be driving my eldest daughter, Mary, to the hospital for brain surgery. When it rains, it pours, it seems. I got in this morning... and our head writer and researcher had come in and left right away because his wife had had a car accident and she's okay. I used to think that that is because we're about to do something that is important that we're being pulled off track but i'm not so sure that's right anymore because the only thing that's truly important is our children our family If you've been with me for a long time, you remember me saying, I'm, I'm not a good dad. I'm not a good dad. Well, it's because I was afraid to be a dad. Because I didn't really have a good dad or a dad that was there. And then I married a good woman. had a good dad and then and then I got sick and I thought to myself I think this might be it and it gave me perspective on what was important now I wish I had a hundred children I don't think there's I don't care if you're 20 years old There's not a second to waste. I thought about this a lot this weekend. How much time we waste. Think of the man hours in this country alone that have just been dedicated to politics. Think about the the time we have spent, the energy we have spent let alone the resources, the time we've spent destroying people and things. And I don't mean us. I mean mankind. There are things to be stressed out about, but This is not the word I want to use, but there are jerks that are going to be around us forever. Forever. Not going to change that. We're not going to change all jerks. I've spent a lot of time this weekend looking at the faith of my daughter. The faith of my friend, the faith of my father. They're all in different places. And I wonder who I will be when it's my turn to face something real troubling. It's one thing to say you have faith. It's another to actually have it. My friend who I lost to cancer last year, who really had faith, who comforted me literally on his deathbed, who spoke of his next birth with excitement, and that he would see me on the other side, You know, I tell some of my atheist friends, and my good atheist friends understand this. Who cares? Who cares if it's real? I think it is. But if it helps you be a better, stronger person, who cares? It's all a puppet show, and I think it's real. I know it's real. But here's the main thing I discovered this weekend. I had a lot of problems early last week. (laughs) I had a lot of things on my mind and a lot of problems. And man, don't know how I'm going to get through all of these things. And then Thursday night, the phone call came. And now I'm praying not for myself. I'm praying for so many others. And I think that's the secret I was supposed to learn, perhaps. No. No. It's something I'm supposed to share with you. I want you to call somebody that you think may be struggling or knows of somebody that is struggling. And I want you to call them. I don't care if you are literally on your deathbed. I want you to call them and I want you to ask How can I pray for you? I think if we all focus on someone else's issue, I think that will be very helpful to all of us. If we lose ourselves in somebody else. Because I just thought of my circle of friends, just my circle of friends... How many people are impacted by what's happening? How many people are impacted by my father, by my friend, by my daughter? And they're all impacted by somebody else. I talked to a good friend on Thursday who had recently died on the operating table and was brought back. I was taking him out to dinner Thursday before I got a phone call. He said, I don't know why I'm here anymore. I I think I'm done. I said, no, you're not, brother. No, you're not. Stop thinking about you. And I'll stop thinking about me. I'll think about you. I'll pray for you. You pray for me. Get on my Facebook page. Get on my, get on my Instagram page. And go to one of my posts where I talk about what's going on. And I, I want you to post what we can pray for each other on. Don't post about me. Post about you. I want to know what we can do for you. Back in one minute. I want to talk to you about Jason. Jason is one of the real estate agents that we work with at uh, Real Estate Agents I Trust. And he saw a customer review from a woman named Jennifer that was sent to us about him. Apparently, Jason helped to turn what had been a very difficult home selling process into something that everybody was eventually happy with. You know why? Because we found out when we we contacted uh, Jennifer, He's the kind of guy who put his nose to the grindstone and he worked his butt off from giving advice on the various changes Jennifer and her husband could make to the property to improve the appearance to a virtual tour that he suggested and set up to tirelessly juggling all of the different offers that eventually came in. Jason gave the job everything he had and then some. And in the end, the house was sold and Jennifer and her husband were over the moon about it. I was glad to read their report. Real Estate Agents I Trust. It exists because there are people like Jason out there. There are people like you out there. And I am proud to work with them. Find the real estate agent that will get the job done. Realestateagentsitrust.com That's realestateagentsitrust.com We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. So we're going to get to uh, Iran here in just a second. Iran is it's it's quite amazing how the media seems to just be pushing all of this still. Uh, in fact, let's play uh, Alison Camarada from CNN. L- listen to what what they're still doing.
3: Are you surprised that Soleimani's death seems to have united the people? We saw something like a million people turn out on the street there to commemorate him?
1: Well, I would dispute the premise that it has united the people, certainly not on the streets of Iraq. You would have to only believe Iranian state reporting to think that's
4: true.
3: I I hear you, but we have seen with our own eyes the crowds, the crowd size that did turn out for Soleimani's funeral. Did that surprise you?
1: Well, and in one of the enduring ironies of life, we now have the Iranian supreme leader talking about crowd sizes in his own country.
3: Just to be clear, are you saying you don't believe the video of the million people who turned out for his funeral?
1: No, I I have no doubt there are many in Iran uh, who are are wailing at the death uh, of Soleimani.
0: It is amazing to me how we have a media and a democratic party that are so lost to the people. I don't, even, I don't even recognize them anymore. I don't think they recognize reality anymore. They don't see... Did you miss... Even I saw this this weekend. Did you miss all of the video of the people that are on the streets that are chanting death to Khomeini? They don't want death to America. Where were your cameras this weekend? Where are you today? Where is the media? Where are the Democrats? It's truly remarkable how the Democrats have left, I think even the Democrats behind. The Democratic Party has has left the voters behind. I I I don't know who, I don't know a single democrat like this. I don't know a single democrat who is who is in as much denial as the Democratic Party leadership and CNN and the other media sources. <laughs> I spent the weekend with people who should have been in denial and weren't. On the toughest of things, only to return to work and see the media in absolute denial. Why? Why? What is it they're afraid of?
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: To save wear and tear on his car, Paul rides a bicycle six days a week. His errands that fill his days, the post office, the grocery store, the laundromat, library. Yeah, believe it or not, some people still go to the library. It's crazy. He'll do all of these things while riding his bike. It keeps him healthy and active, and Paul loves it, but he didn't love the knee pain. Now, it was a little at first, then then it started to shoot, and then it was constant. Pretty soon, Paul was looking to have to use his car all the time instead of just one day a week. Well, Paul's now back to his old self, you can find him, find him riding around town all the time, doing all those errands, because now he's taking Relief Factor, and it attacks the inflammation that causes much of our pain, and it works for 70% of the people who take it. Paul's one of those people. I'm one of those people. Have you tried it yet? Get rid of the pain and get your life back. It costs 1995 95 to start with their three-week quick start trial. 1995 if you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, Go to ReliefFactor.com now. That's ReliefFactor.com. All the latest on Iran
1: and the election with Glenn tonight on BlazeTV.com. Go there now, BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks.
0: Welcome to the program and uh, welcome to Mr. Pat Gray. Uh, Pat, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'm really happy to be here. Are you really happy oh, to be man. here? Yeah. Really thrilled?
5: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You're, is it yeah. your 20th anniversary? Are we celebrating actually today? Oh, are we the celebrating 20th anniversary today? I, I, You didn't celebrate on Friday. Well, we did. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we mm-hmm. celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was some mirth, <laughs>
0: environment, <laughs> wasn't there? You know what? You know what? Uh, uh, should we should we play one of the uh, the flashbacks? Mm. Which ones, Stu? Do you think? I uh, I don't know, Sarah. Which, which one uh, do you want to uh, play? Uh, play the commercials. The uh, play that one. Yeah, that here's twenty years ago. Beck News, always on your side. Experiencing the trust of Glenn Beck and trusting always the experience of Glenn Beck. (laughs) Glenn Beck
6: is on your side. And you're going to have a hell of a time peeling him off. That's why we at the Amnesty Society have created a new directive dedicated to passing comprehensive amnesty reform. It's called the Amnesty Society's Safe Harbor of Legal Equality. Or a**hole. <laughs> please join the a**holes in our fight for amnesty for all illegal immigrants. Do you need a date? Are you a desperate fat slob? Sick of the opposite sex turning you down like your Dick Gephardt? Looking for the Democratic presidential nomination? Well then, have we got a plan for you? It's 1 900 Date Like Glenn. That's right. Get your hottie by listening to a naughty. Yes. Call dude.
7: You're a loser, baby. Worst so why don't you call me? <laughs>
6: When Gavin Newsom asked us to follow his lead, we responded. No, we did not sleep with our friends' wives. We helped save a planet by collecting plastic bags to donate to San Francisco. Introducing the all-new Suppress People Who Vote By Yard Signs disenfranchising poll. New from Exploitico. Designed by Halliburton, built on the backs of poor minorities, and distributed by John Ashcroft, the suppressed people who vote by Yard Sign's disenfranchising poll easily extends out to confiscate and destroy those annoying Carrie Edwards signs, all from the comfort of your Bentley. <laughs> Digital angel, don't be scared. It's not the mark of the beast. Don't fence
8: me in. Tonight on Frontline, we investigate the secret life of Glenn Beck talk show host by day, exotic belly dancer by night. The world thinks it knows all about this new father and longtime compulsive waffle guzzler. But what is he hiding?
9: Thank you for calling the Glenn Beck program. Press one to speak with Glenn Beck. Press two to leave him a voicemail. However, please be careful leaving Glenn Beck a voicemail as you may contract anthrax or more likely a sexually transmitted disease. Please continue to hold. It's Evil
7: Incorporated. <laughs> and it's not just for bad
1: people <laughs> No, it's the new line of kids' lunchboxes from Evil Incorporated. Get a free gift with a donation of your soul. And $10 or more to moveon.org.
9: It's
7: Evil Incorporated.
0: I think that's what I wanted to call mm. the company at one point. You did. Okay. I, I think instead of Mercury, I wanted to change it to Evil Incorporated, <laughs> uh, <But laughs> and just, nobody would go along with me. Yeah, there's
1: a there's a hesitation that some companies might not want to do business with an Evil Incorporated. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, wow, well,
0: that would be. <laughs> I just thought it was. I just thought it was more frank than you know. Uh, uh, what what is what is Google's old policy? Don't, don't, be, don't evil. be evil. Don't mm-hmm. be evil. And we knew they were. So I thought, you know, why don't we say we're evil even though we're not? Because <laughs> everybody thinks we're evil. Let's just embrace it.
1: But no. It just um, seemed like a lot of people were like, you know, a hostess just signs a deal with Evil.
0: Was not, I didn't think that the <laughs> press release that was would great. look great. <laughs> I thought that would be great. We probably wouldn't have gotten the CNN show. You know, yeah. CNN inks a deal with CEO of Evil Incorporated. Right. Yeah, well, probably. CNN, I mean, you might have. It would make mm. sense now. It would. It would. It uh, would. All right. So there is, um There's a couple of things that I noticed in the actual newspaper. First of all, they still exist newspapers yes wow. i found these Who at knew? the hospital huh i don't know if they're old antiques or what but <laughs> uh if so i ripped up their display anyway um <laughs> the um, uh, there's two stories one this one's out of the new york post and it's women in labor and it just says women overtake men in u.s workforce and it talks about how many women are now on the job and how how well they're doing, et cetera, et cetera. Then uh from USA Today, women of the century, uh let USA Today know who's your inspiration. And it talks about all the inspiring women of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, could we could we just maybe just talk for a second about I don't know, guys? No.
3: No no, we can't
0: no we can't. No, we can't. Okay. All right. Well I mean, (laughs) because we're tearing apart all of the guy icons. Anybody who is a good guy, anybody who we used to look up to, and anybody who's actually, you know, a, a sign of any kind of virility at all is out. Have you seen
5: this ties into what you're talking about, the aeronauts on Amazon? Yes. Do you know the story? No. Um, it's uh, it's about a meteorologist in 1862 who mm. goes up in a hot air balloon. Yes, with a pilot. Yes, uh, the pilot is a woman, right? Mm. Yes, uh, a yeah. wealthy woman. Except, no, the woman was a man. But they changed her in the movie for some reason to be a woman. Well, this is an actual event that really happened, an important event in human history. It was a man who piloted that hot air balloon. And for some reason, they saw fit to make it into a woman
0: because there are no stories anymore. You can't have you uh, go to. uh, This is my last book with Simon and Schuster, Uh, and uh, it's been a glorious, glorious, wonderful ride. And I appreciated everything that they've done. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, some would say that when it comes to uh, fiction books, all publishing houses are now saying you can't do that story with that strong male character and they're saying they can't do it with a strong male character because boys aren't reading books anymore well maybe boys aren't reading books anymore because there is no strong male characters right I mean yeah everything has everything is being dictated I talked to mm-hmm. somebody who just left the publishing world uh, themselves and they said they write fiction for young adults they they can't do it anymore they said everything is being dictated you have to have these kinds of norms you have to have this kind of storyline you have to have a strong female protagonist w- mm-hmm. what is left for the boys i mean this society is so crazy i'm not anti union i'm not and i'm not anti corporation I don't think the average person is. I like balance. I like when the corporation isn't so far out of control that they can squash the worker. And I like it when the union is there to bring that corporation back into reality and be good to the worker. Why? Why must we always do extremes? Unions mm. weren't bad originally. They were necessary. Unions now are out of control. But here's what's crazy. So are some corporations. Yeah. Why, why is it always? Why, why do we have to destroy the boy to lift up to the girl? Yeah. It shouldn't be that way.
5: But it, it, it is right now. It is. And you, and you look at Hollywood, too, and all the movies that are coming out. Are are seemingly all female based as well. There's the female hero in virtually all of them, books, movies, TV shows.
1: Yeah, and it's such a strange Star thing. Wars, right? Like Star w- Wars, every everything,
5: right? And there's nothing
0: wrong with having those stories too, right? Like, right. They no. should both right. exist, but, but the, it doesn't have to be all. I, I, I went know. to a bookstore for my granddaughter, and uh, and I was looking for a, a book, and all I could find. All I could find, and I have no problem, but all I could find were great American hero women. Now, I happen to be looking for a little girl that's fine, but as I 'm looking and I notice it's all girls it's all women. Where are the men's stories?
1: Yeah, and it seems like they're what to, to this movement of like political correctness and and this movement where this woke culture right is theoretically designed to get rid of these past injustices right where like there was racism or You're sexism oh, injustice that's the thing like back if you look back at the, the look back at the racist era the era the uh, the sexist era the anti you know the homophobic era right what you would say is that identity was incredibly important Right? Like, that's, you look at like a Richard Spencer today, identitarian. Like, you're, Mm -hmm. that is what defines you. The only thing that defines you is your skin color, is your sexual uh, uh, orientation, is it your gender, whatever it is. Nationality. And to supposedly fight against that, here we are again, where now the only thing that's important is your gender or your color or your sexual orientation. Instead of people just being individuals and being known for their individual characteristics, used to say jokingly on the air all the time. Uh, that I don't hate people because of their skin color or their gender. I find good reasons to hate people because I get to know them, and then I hate them. <laughs> and like that, that is like where we sh- spend the time, spend the time, a good quality hate exactly. And it's like you, people don't, people don't respect that anymore. Like the whole that that was it was like identity is really important. And then Martin Luther King comes in and says, you know, skin color is not your identity. Like you're you're supposed to be you know, content of your character. And we've gone way past that now where that is like ancient history. And now it is the most important thing. Again, you just have to now like a different group of people. And like, that's just insanity. That's that we, we, that's not evolution. That's not progressive. That's regressive. We're going back to the old days. We're just picking different
0: groups. So what do we gain? Where, where are we? And that's the thing that I think people are sick of. I don't think people mm-hmm. mind. Nobody mind. The reason why political correctness gets a toehold is because good people don't mind. They don't want to hurt people. They don't want to ups- upset people because you're you're you know handicapped and, okay, handicapable, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then it moves to a place to where, wait a minute, I'm offending everyone else.
5: Now we've got preferred pronouns. Yeah. And and did we even draw the line there? I'm not going to call a person they or them. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry. I'm not going to refer to you somebody. in the plural. We no. know
0: somebody whose child we all knew and we all were, you know, in our 30s when we knew that is now a them. Their preferred pronoun is them or they. They them? They them.
1: It's always more than
0: one. Yeah, and it's, it's like, never what, like, wait, 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 wait. What happened? What happened to you? What uh-huh. happened to you? That's ridiculous. You're not a they. <laughs> You're not. You're not. not. You're not more than one person. English. No. Right? no, it's not. We used to call Sorry. that the royal we. What is that, the royal we? Yeah. No. No, now it's just a preferred <laughs> pronoun. <laughs> All right, want to talk to you a little bit about car shield? I have absolutely no idea how cars work. Uh, no idea, and I learned that while I something went wrong on the side of the road, and I opened up the hood, and I realized I don't even know what I'm looking at. Why did I get out of my car and open up the hood? Absolutely no idea. Somebody, I pulled over. Somebody was uh, slid off the side of the road, and uh, so I. St- this woman she's sitting in her car, God bless her. And I pull up in my truck and I said, "Can I help you?" And she looked at me like I was just like an alien. And she said, "Yeah, you could take out your tow cable and you could, you could pull me out." <laughs> I was like, "Well, a, that's a little rude, uh, but b, I don't even know if I have a tow cable. Where would I find one of those? How would I hook that up? I have no idea." I just rolled up my window and drove away. Anyway, I have Car Shield. Car Shield, you, you don't have to worry about everything uh, that is associated with your car repairs the cost, the downtime, the inconvenience of it all. Car Shield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair amazingly simple. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work, which frequently isn't the option, and they provide 24 7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. So get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection like I have done. It's 800-CAR-6000. Mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com and use the promo code BECK and you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com, promo code BECK, or call 800-CAR-6000. Mention promo code BECK. Deductible may apply.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Welcome to the program. I want to play this clip from Rashida Tlaib and and just, just ask, as a mom, how's she doing? Listen.
10: You know, my son Adam is literally my policy advisor. I'm not joking. If you ever met him, I mean, my team, everybody will tell you. It's like, oh, it's Adam speaking. You know, he's a person. He's like, I'm so tired, mom, of people saying capitalism and socialism. Why not peopleism? No. You know? He, yeah. he, one time, I was in a meeting with Chairwoman Maxine Waters and two other colleagues about pushing this uh, amendment to stop fossil fuel investment. Us, the government, stop investing in fossil fuels. And he whispers to me, Mom, can I have a piece of paper? And, of course, he doesn't know how to whisper. Um, and I give him this piece of paper. You know, he sometimes likes the sketch. So I'm thinking he's drawing over there. Before that meeting ended, he handed me the piece of paper. I had posted it. And he said, Mom, you got to tell him. He says, we only have until 2030. Like, he was giving me these talking points. And at the oh. end of the meeting, I put it up and I share it to share me, share, chairwoman waters and my colleagues. And she just smiled. And I thought to myself, God, if we could just clear the room and sometimes put kids in the room.
0: Yes. Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> Her kid believes that 2030, we're done. Is you're bragging about that what kind of hope does your child is your child growing up with what kind of hope do they have if they believe the world is over in 2030 and by the way new year's day 2031 what are they going to think of you If I'm ever going to prison, the first thing I do is claim to be a woman. <laughs> well, no, then maybe, maybe not, because then I'd just be beaten up by women every day. And That's I mean, so definitely how it ends in prison for you, <laughs> is getting beaten up by the populace. <laughs> there's no question does, about that. It does. I could be with bunny rabbits, and they dump <laughs> me to death. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about Relief Factor. I started taking Relief Factor a couple of years ago, and it completely changed my daily life. Completely. It has allowed me to... Um, it's allowed me to have my life back and to be able to paint again and to do the things that I love. It's allowed me to uh, share the experience of of just being and playing with my grandchildren. Oh, jeez, I took care of my grandchildren today. Tanya's gone, took care of the to the two teenagers and the grandchildren this weekend. I am completely useless, but that's a different story. Uh, let, let me tell you that your pain will go away. of the people who try it have their pain go away or greatly affected. It has mine. It's relieffactor.com. Call them at 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Go there now. Cheryl Atkinson joins us next. enlightenment Cheryl Atkinson is an investigative journalist, five-time Emmy award winner, recipient of the Edward R. Murrow Award for investigative reporting and then and then she became very unpopular because uh, she started reporting the truth about Benghazi. And then she went crazy and started saying the government was spying on her. Oh looks now like she can name names and some of the people who were doing the spying apparently are flipping on the government and admitting what they did is her good name going to be restored she'll tell you all about it in one minute
2: this is the glenbeck program
0: You never saw it coming. You knew the statistics. One out of every five houses have home security. There's a break-in somewhere every 20 seconds. But those were just numbers to you. Except not anymore. You're standing in the tornado path of wreckage, marking the trail of the person who just decided one day it was your turn to be the victim. One thought the swirls round and round in your head would begin to... Uh, assess the physical financial and emotional damage it didn't have to be this way this is where simply safe steps in if there is a break-in simply safe uses real video evidence to give the police an eyewitness account of the crime now it's not just after right now if your home alarm if you have one goes off police respond in about 40 some minutes average time i think 41 42 minutes because Simply Safe has video verification, that's down to a seven minute average police response time. Simply Safe, monitored 24 7 by security professionals if you want it. You can set it up yourself, or the experts can do it for you. There are no contracts. You're spending about 50 cents a day. It's not much to pay for peace of mind. Simply Safe, Beck.com. Go there now, get a free Simply Safe security camera, normally about a hundred bucks. Order today and get it free. That's Simply Safe Beck.com. Simply safe Cheryl Ackerson is investigative reporter. She's the host of Full Measure with Cheryl Ackerson uh and uh, she joins us now uh welcome to the program cheryl
3: why thank you thanks for having me
0: sure so everybody said well not everybody the press made you uh look like a loon and a crazy person when you were reporting the facts on Benghazi. and then i'll never forget the video that you you took maybe you were in a hotel room or something i can't i can't remember exactly but i remember you having on your phone tape of someone turning on your computer and I think deleting things from your computer? Was that what was happening?
3: Well, that was way after the initial forensics and discovery of the government intrusion on a third computer. Yes, while I was working, uh, there was a remote access and hyper-quick deletion before my very eyes of something that is not possible to do by holding down a key yourself or anything like that. And yes, Media Matters launched an effort to talk to a supposed forensics expert who'd never looked at any of these computers who declared i was holding down my backspace key or that it was stuck and therefore none of the computer intrusion story was true and it was all just you know sort of made up craziness mm-hmm. i don't i think and i don't think it took hold as much as they hoped i mean that was widely reported in the liberal press but um i do think most people understood we have and had the forensics that prove the government intrusion from the start. And now, as you said, we have a federal agent, former federal agent involved in the surveillance who has uh, admitted being part of it and helped us with some information.
0: OK, so tell me how that came about. How did you how did you get this? How did this guy flip or this woman flip uh, and and why?
3: The lawsuit um, that I fought for about six years at great expense with the government fighting every step of the way, so I never got a page of discovery, was ultimately dismissed last year with the main judge, although there was a great dissenting judge who disagreed, but the main judge saying, I should have the names of the agents, not just the forensic proof showing the government did it. I needed to know the names of the people who were involved. we argued we can't do that unless we get discovery so it was this horrible loop right um but we put out sort of an all call for information because we were at a dead end if that's what was required and we were contacted by a number of people that have been vetted not by me so i have limited information but my attorneys have been researching and vetting people for four to five months and as for motivation i don't know except it could be, you know, these are shady characters involved in doing this. You can imagine the federal agents would be willing to do illegal surveillance on lots of Americans, according to this information, not just me. That's all along why this was important. It wasn't because of me. But uh, one of the people we name in the lawsuit is a former Secret Service agent who is in prison for other government corruption already. So these are the kinds of people you're dealing with that you have to sort through the truth and sort through their information. And and my vetters think that they have very good information now. Will it be enough to convince the judge to let us open this case with the names? I don't know.
0: So, Cheryl, it would would be kind of uh, comforting to know that these were all rogue agents. Um, But do you believe that that is true? Is that what the evidence is showing you, that these might be all rogue agents? Or was there coordination?
3: There was, according to our information, coordination out of a sort of a task force, you could call it, run out of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Baltimore at the time under then-U.S. Attorney Rod Rosenstein with a task force of people that included FBI, Secret Service, um, contractors that were tasked sometimes to ATF, DEA, Secret Service, and FBI. This is a group that, and I believe this is just my theory based on information I have from people who work on the inside. There are numerous dark groups that do work like this totally outside the FISA process. I mean, people have asked whether FISA warrants should be approved, but we knew all along there was no FISA warrant on me. I had sources that told me that. So we knew all along that the spying on me was done outside the system entirely, sort of this extra legal system that happens, um, yes, I believe with the knowledge of important people inside the department of justice therefore glenn we're at this loggerheads where no matter what we know even if the guys bring themselves in handcuffs to me or to the government or to the courts, the department of justice doesn't want to hear it doesn't want to prosecute themselves it still goes nowhere unless there's i guess somehow enough public pressure for people to say do something
0: so uh, the the justice department uh, i mean we've lost we've lost justice and intelligence in this uh, country in more ways than one but those two departments i think are really really screwed up uh they were um they were turning a blind eye uh at at best but i think the corruption starts at the very very top is there any indication to you that Any of this stuff? Because, I mean, Trump is 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 paying the price for this kind of corruption himself uh, right now. Is there any any clue that this stuff is going to be cleaned up? Is there anybody that is is going to ride into the rescue here?
3: So far, sadly, no. I mean, nothing has changed for us in fighting our lawsuit at Department of Justice between the Obama administration and the Trump administration. The same people are still fighting it. They don't seem to care about the forensics, which, again, these are undeniable forensics. It's not something you can dispute as to whether the government's software and the government's IP addresses were involved. They're still fighting it instead of doing the obvious, which they should say, boy, this is serious. We need to get to the bottom of who may have done this. They're, they're, you know, in essence, covering up and obstructing. And I, I don't know what to do about that except to say that in my view, there are still people in important places that don't want things like this to come to light. And I think that's in part because, as I said, this is way bigger than just the surveillance on me. Who cares about that other than me? But this was done, we believe, and our information says on hundreds of innocent U.S. citizens and other journalists. I just happen to have the intel contacts to get the forensics exam and and prove it.
0: So tell me exactly what they were doing to you and what you think they might be doing to others?
3: They were around March of 2011, um, surveilling me, ATF agents who were involved in exposing the illegal fast and furious operation that the government had denied at first, moving weapons into a sovereign nation of Mexico, into the hands of Mexican drug cartels. And they were ineffectively monitoring everything I did on my computer through government, software proprietary only to the U.S. government intel agencies that we see in our computer, in my computers, while I was at CBS. So they could monitor all my keystrokes. They got into the CBS program. CBS announced this, by the way. There's not any disputing this, that, you know, the programs were, their computers were infiltrated, not just my forensics, but we hired a separate forensics team at CBS that confirmed uh, the intrusions. And um, they were able to use Skype. You know, I don't use Skype anymore cuz I didn't know at the time it can be activated silently by government or government software. They can listen in on what your conversations are without you knowing it and they can exfiltrate files through Skype, which they did. Um they had Which
0: means they can taxes. go in which means they can go in and take files that you have on your computer that are not related to Skype and take them right. without you knowing.
3: Yes. Right. They could remotely operate my computer at any given time. You know, they can set up an operation where they can access it as if they were sitting at your computer. I mean, all kinds of things, basically wanting to know, I assume, what I was working on, what I was about to report, and most importantly, what Obama officials or administration folks were talking to me and giving me the information that I was using to break stories with.
0: Who do you think this affects in the real world.
3: What I think some people may miss about all of this is if they are there were three classified documents planted in my computer as well. And planted, a lot how, wait a minute, well, what do
0: you what do you mean planted in your well, company? The,
3: the forensics show that deep in my operating system in a place I didn't even know existed because I don't know that much about computers, there were government classified documents that I didn't put there. So the conclusion was that someone obviously put them there. Are they trying to frame somebody for having supposedly given them to me so they could take action against an insider? I mean, who knows why they did that? But to all the people who say, I don't care if the government listens to me, and I do hear this because I don't do anything wrong. I don't have Mm -hmm. anything in there. Well, imagine the mischief that can occur if the government's not on your side or if there are bad actors inside the government who are willing to do bad things you know to make you look guilty or to make it seem like you've done something um, there's other information that's not in the complaint yet that's very chilling um, that i don't want to talk about yet for legal reasons but this kinds of stuff they were allegedly doing to me and other americans would just you know it's even more chilling than what i've described so and, we should all be concerned
0: and when do you file that
3: well the complaint is filed We'll get details and depositions and subpoenas and all of those things if if this case is allowed to move forward. And that's where I think a lot more information comes out.
0: How can the average person get involved and help in this if they want to, Cheryl?
3: Well, I think if this had been paid more attention to as well as some other red flags, we wouldn't have had the 2016 abuses. This is really important. If If these things aren't resolved, we're just going to expect more of the same. So I would say, can you tell the Trump administration, the Justice Department, tweet, say publicly, whatever you can do, don't sweep it under the rug. Don't let it be swept under the rug. Investigate this Baltimore task force that was conducting, allegedly conducting surveillance on hundreds of Americans and journalists and government whistleblowers and so on. You know, don't let it go away, regardless of what happens to my individual case. It's just too important.
0: Cheryl, thank you. Keep us up to speed on this. And thank you for all you're doing. And uh, I know what it's like to fight the government. And I don't think the average person, I mean, I, my eyes were were opened to a new reality when uh, I had to fight a, a lawsuit and the government had all of the information. And I happened to have been past all of the information, but the court wouldn't accept it. Right. Um, Unless it came from the government and the government wouldn't release it. Uh, And I mean, it's when they decide you're done, you're done.
3: Right. And they have unlimited tax money. I do have some advocates that have started on GoFundMe, a Fourth Amendment litigation fund, Cheryl Atkinson. That's the only way. I mean, I'm still like deep in a hole, but they have spent millions of taxpayer dollars obstructing this. They can go on forever. You know, they can just do. Do can, as much as it takes. That's the sad part.
0: They can print money. You can't. Cheryl, thank you I very bet. much. Thank you. You bet. Investigative uh, reporter Cheryl Atkinson, uh, who has been under the thumb of the government for quite some time. This is stuff that if we don't stop it now, we don't stop it and we become Mexico or Russia And there are people I can guarantee you there are people on both sides of the aisle that don't mind this stuff because, yeah, they'll not use it for bad. It's just the other side. They've got to use it to stop the other side. I'm telling you, if we don't stop this stuff, if we don't investigate, if we don't clear our intelligence and justice department, we don't make it and we become a very, very dark state.
1: All right, well, good news if you're a fan of Chamonix. You heard me talk about it before, but if you've missed all the recent big discounts, good news. Chamonix's New Year Inventory Clearance Sale has been extended for a limited time. You can start the decade off right by looking younger than you ever have, guaranteed, or your money back. Nothing to risk here. Here's what Beverly from Huntsville, Alabama had to say. OMG, which stands for Oh My Golly, I believe. Uh, I love this product. I saw a difference the second time I used it and recommended to everyone if they have a problem with their jawline. Uh, just like Beverly, you can use that uh, little help there with a the double chin or the turkey neck. You make it disappear with a famous GenuCell jawline treatment with MDL technology. Order right now, and uh, and the, uh, they've got the uh, GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness. They're going to give you that for free. Plus, GenuCell's immediate effects for results ...in 12 hours. During this inventory clearance, they're also going to have the in- incredible GenuCell eyelid lift for drooping eyelids, also free. you get n- tons of stuff for free here. Give them a call, 800-577-8709 or go to GenuCell.com. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Order today and you get the GenuCell anti-wrinkle treatment, also free. All orders automatically upgraded to priority shipping for free as well. Five free gifts in all. Order now 800 577 or go to genucel.com It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com. Break for 10 seconds. Station ID. gun it's interesting listening to that Cheryl Atkinson thing, because we, we, there's something that happened over the past uh, few days with Paul Krugman. Have you have you followed this at all?
0: Yeah, that, <laughs> that he says somebody's putting child porn on his computer or yeah, something like that. Yeah, so he tweets out
1: kind of out of nowhere. Hey, I'm on the phone with tech support. They're telling me there's a bunch of child porn on my computer. Someone's been putting it on there. And everyone immediately sort of jumps to this idea understandably that it seems like maybe he's trying to get out ahead of something (laughs) right it seems like ah, well soon you're gonna be reading about something and I want you to know that that's that wasn't me you know that's 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 bad people planting stuff there and you know I don't know to me probably you're going to I don't know as soon as you find out about this you're going to FBI the last thing you're doing is tweeting about it right like I'm not it's a bizarre thing to do but I guess it's 2020 that's what people do with their problems they tweet them but it's interesting, though, I think we're entering an era where it's, of course, going to be easy every time some, one of your political opponents comes out and says, I don't know, it was planted there. But we're getting to a point where that's going to become more and more real. You know, I don't know if it's happening yet. I mean, at some level, obviously, we've seen it with Cheryl here, and, and there's been some other and look limited she circumstances.
0: She's still... She still- fighting it still fighting it. who who doesn't think that the government wouldn't do that and i'm saying on either side who doesn't right. think that the government wouldn't go in to a reporter at the zenith of their power with a big scandal and this reporter is to who didn't think that they wouldn't do that right of course they would yeah and it's the you know everyone on the left mocked
1: cheryl for this yeah back
0: in the they day they didn't they didn't you know when robert redford was going through it and all the president's men they didn't laugh yeah exactly but now, with Trump in office, they would all say they think it's happening to
1: them, yeah. and that's now credible because right. they're saying it. Uh, but you know, and when we get into this world of deep fakes and uh, all the cyber hacking that's already going on, who knows when they're going to start planting this stuff? And at some someone's going to be hit by this and is going to be completely innocent. And oh. our, our, the first people are not going to be believed, right? Like it's going to be thirty years until they're exonerated. Uh, maybe in the, the distant future, we'll kind of discover that those their claims of being hacked and stuff were real. But it takes a long time and you lose reputations. Because and of.
0: if you lose reputations, you're going to lose you're going to lose freedom for people. You'll lose freedom for people. It will be on their server and it, w- it will have nothing to do with them. They won't necessarily know or something that can exonerate them will be deleted Facts will be changed. Video will be de- developed. We're living in the time. We are We are maybe days away, weeks away, months away, but we're not years away from evidence being easily manufactured to be able to take someone down, uh, and not just by the government, by anybody nefarious. Yeah, we're already at the point where the commercially available
1: you're just on the web searching for a while you can find programs that will do deep fakes to a point of some believability right like to the point where they look
0: pretty real some of them look really real really real let me ask you again if you saw star wars yeah uh carrie fisher's dead Yeah, not a second of that was her Did you know that? Did you recognize that? I mean, that's a deep fake voice and a deep fake image. And you can't tell. Pretty big spoiler
1: alert there that Carrie Fisher's
0: dead. (laughs) I mean, you're just breaking that out. What if people haven't seen the movie yet? Well, not Leia. I didn't say Leia. No, I'm just, you know, just Carrie Fisher. Just Carrie Fisher. Mike Lindell has changed the face of sleep with his company, My Pillow. My Pillow. I will tell you, I was in a uh, meeting with somebody last week, and they said, "I have to tell you, My Pillow." Mike Lindell did the same thing with me, and I said, "What do you mean?" And he said, "Well, you didn't actually come to me." He said, "My girlfriend gave me a My Pillow, and I hated it." And uh, she said, "Well, you just need a bigger size." Uh, and he said. Um, He went on the website. He found the other side. He said, now I actually put it in a bag and vacuum seal it so I can carry it in my luggage when I go. He said, I am not ever sleeping without that now. My pillow is that good. Click on the new radio uh, listener specials. Find my pillow. Or you can also find things like their sheets, the Giza cotton sheets, their dream sheets. They are great. In fact, right now, the dream sheets are buy one set, get one free with a promo code Beck. You just go to the website, mypillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, buy one pair, get the other pair free. Just do it now. Promo code Beck at mypillow.com
1: and you can go to blaze get the best in conservative commentary and Glenn Beck tonight at 5. Glenn uh, is the promo code for 10 bucks off.
0: Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, stick with us. Steve Dace coming up in just a few minutes. He's going to talk to us about the Iowa primary. There's a new poll that is out now. Yeah, Des Moines Register, which is one of the you know the highest rating, ranked uh, pollster, came out
1: with a basically a four way race for Iowa f- among the Democrats. Bernie Sanders at twenty percent. we have got Elizabeth Warren at seventeen, Pete Buttigieg at sixteen, and Joe Biden at fifteen. Uh, and, you know, Buttigieg had a big fall off. I think it was at 24 the last poll, so 24 mm-hmm. down to 16. Uh, his approval ratings of uh, favorability ratings have dropped pr- relatively dramatically as well. Uh, so he seems to be fading a little bit. Sanders is the guy coming on. He's got all the money. He's got just the don't organization. Get it? I know, and he's got the most enthusiastic supporters, which will help him in a caucus yeah, yeah, situation. Yeah. Um, plus, he has even if he finishes second or third over and over again, he's got enough money and enough donors that he can he go can away. drag this thing out and make everybody miserable over mm-hmm. there. So that part of it's going to be fun to
0: watch. Yeah, that'll be great. Mm-hmm. So do you be the John Kasich, uh, that just won't go away? <laughs> yeah, that yeah, kind of vibe. That's, that's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, the um, uh, last Thursday. Uh, By the way, we're going to talk to Steve coming up in uh, in just a second about all this. And I I really want to get into the Buddha judge with his his rally this weekend Mm. did not go well. Uh, He had some protesters come in and they were, you know, Black Lives Matter. And he's just he's uh, not doing well with the African-American community. Oh, no. Uh, So we'll get into that coming up in uh, in just a second with Steve. Last Thursday, uh, I met with a good friend of mine. Man, my Thursday really kind of sucked. Um, I do this podcast with a friend. I find out in the podcast that he had, uh, he had died on the operating table. I knew that he had some problems. I didn't know he had died on the operating table. And uh, find this out in the middle of this amazing podcast. He, just, he wrote a book called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It. And, uh, uh, and I think his, his life did depend on it. And what he learned, I mean, he had already written this book, but he used what he wrote in this book to pull himself back from the darkness. It's quite amazing. Listen to this part of the podcast.
11: I went through some, a uh, really traumatic, uh, surgery three months ago, uh, like, and, and uh, I was basically dead. And where I bled to death, I was spraying blood everywhere. After <laughs> surgery, after I was, as I was leaving the hospital, artery burst and I was spraying, br- spraying blood on everyone and basically oh bled to gosh. death and they had to grab me and shove me into an operating room and slash me open and go fix it Wow! to save my life. And literally, it was, the, it was that that close. And so <clears throat> when I got out of the hospital, I was in an insane amount of pain because of when your blood builds up enough that it bursts out of your body, You know, it's not pretty. Right. Oh I can't imagine. <laughs> it's like an oil well yeah, you know, coming I, out of you. I can't imagine. And um, you don't want to either. Sorry no. for the details. <laughs> yeah. You know. You're pretty freaky. <laughs> and I was in a level, I didn't know pain like this could exist. You know like the level of pain I was in because it was also in the lower abdominal area. There's a lot of nerves there. And so I was on, you name it, every kind of narcotic they uh-huh. gave me. You know in the uh-huh. hospital it was also IVs and pills uh-huh. and that. When I got out, the surgeon said to me, I had multiple surgeons. One of them said like, look, if there's anyone who qualifies for these drugs, it's you, you know? So don't worry, we'll keep giving you enough. We just have to call in prescriptions every time because of new laws and a week into it. And you know, let me tell you, they're nice. They dull the pain. They kind of make you not care. You're just lying there. And also you're lying there incapacitated at home. And I realized a week into it, I went off cold Turkey, just cold Turkey. Why? because I turned in this manuscript for this book before I had gone to the surgery. Just expecting a basic elective surgery, I'll be out. And now the publisher was sending me the the final proofs with the copy edits. And, if, and as you know, when you're a writer, you care about every word and you want your words to be there, not the copy editor's word. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at the material and realizing my mind wasn't there. If I was on these drugs, I couldn't give my all to this book. And so it was like, I realized, look, this was purpose. And that was that was bigger than pain, I would deal with pain, forget the drugs. I need to be clear because I have purpose and I think and I realized looking at times in my life when when i had when I struggled with when I was just like okay, I'm gonna go I thought I was playing with drugs, you think you're playing mm-hmm. you know you think you're stronger than them. That's also a very interesting thing. I always thought I was stronger at it mm-hmm. it won't it won't destroy me. I'm different mm-hmm. right I will I'll do it for a little while. I'll get out of it. No one will ever know. Mm-hmm. You know? And no one ever really did, honestly. You know, um, but for the, for the grace of God, here am I. Because I tried them all and they're, they, there's dangerous stuff out there. And I, was, I think I was trying to destroy myself. And But those are the times where I think I didn't have purpose, where I was drifting. But if you have purpose, if you have a vision, if you have something you move towards that you think is bigger than you. For me, this putting this book out to the world, this book is so important, it's bigger than me. It's it belongs to the world. Whereas me, I'm gonna be here for a certain amount of time. I almost left, I may leave again. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> but the book but the book was more important. So I had purpose. And I think with addiction, and I've talked to some friends about it who've been through it, but you know, we're talking about who've dealt with it. And it's like usually they were able to beat addiction when they found something bigger than them. People can find faith. People can find something Family, going to we'll find something, you know, whatever. But it's got to be bigger than you. Let me tell
0: you that I know this to be true. When I met with Billy Graham, he said to me after I said, what? Where is Abraham Lincoln? Where's the next George Washington? Where's the where's the next Billy Graham? And he said, I think God's done with the superstars. He said he wants the credit. And he said, everybody is born for a reason. Everybody is here right now, and everybody is hearing what they're supposed to do, but so many might dismiss it. So many might think it's impossible, or they'll look for another way to do it, or they will look for someone to help them, and they'll be frustrated because they, are so, they think they're supposed to complete it when all they're really supposed to do is do exactly what they were meant to do. That purpose exists for all of us right now we're all here for a reason and there are ways now to connect like never before I got something from a friend of mine who our daughters are contemporaries they're friends they went to school together they're 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 13 she's 13 this this girl Ava Mabry she's 13 years old same age as my daughter And you want to talk about everybody has something they're supposed to do. Mark, her dad, sent this to me last week. And I've had it on repeat for the last few days because, boy, I really needed it. And I realized you might really need this. We're supposed to look for connections and just do what we're supposed to do. So let me do what I'm supposed to do today. This is a 13-year-old girl. She was discovered by somebody on YouTube uh, recently and um, said, can you come to Nashville? And the parents, my, my friends, picked up their house and moved to Nashville. And he just sent me this song by his 13-year-old daughter. Listen. Listen. the same just in different places struggling with many of the same things this ain't the same old prayer that I usually say because things got real today I found myself saying that this weekend let me do my part if that's who you are just tell me it will be okay strangely I feel compelled to tell you today it will be it's all gonna work out exactly the way it's supposed to everything will be okay so 2019 was a rough year in a lot of ways data breaches hacks attacks dotted the cyber landscape victims were were many and they ran the 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 gamut from city and state governments to hospitals hotels universities websites apps social media tech companies banking credit giants everybody was attacked everyone now if if the banking giants are not prepared for a cyber hack how about you The breaches aren't going to stop. They're going to become more and more common. And when cyber criminals have access to your personal information, they can open new accounts in your name, file tax returns, buy property. The list goes on. If you're only monitoring your credit you could miss something and that's why you need LifeLock. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees the threats you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code Beck. Call 1-800-LifeLock, 1-800-LifeLock or lifelock.com, promo code Beck and save 25%. This is
2: the Glenback program.
0: Welcome to the uh, program. I have it on my to-do list to make my predictions public, uh, my predictions for uh, 2020. Steve Dace has uh, already done that. Uh, he uh, He's coming up in just a second. L- l- listen to a few of these. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Soul be the number one grossing movie of uh, the year. Four different people will win the first four states in the Democratic presidential primary to set off a free-for-all for for the nomination. I think that's absolutely possible. Um, For the first time since Kennedy-Carter in 1980, there will be a truly brokered convention. Possible. A move will be made to nominate Michelle Obama as a compromise candidate for for president at the brokered Democratic convention, which she will turn down. Possible. Uh, the Democrats will nominate Bernie Sanders for president. I mean, these are wow. not like your halfway predictions that
1: can be proved. You know, it's hard to prove them wrong later on. He, I mean, Steve went for it here. These are specific. he went for the
0: he went for the vice presidential uh, candidate, and 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 who's going to win the election? And I agree with him on this one. Uh, Donald Trump will be reelected president with more popular votes and Electoral College votes than he had uh, the last time. Uh, I, I mean, I can't wait to hear how he gets Bernie Sanders at a brokered convention. That's interesting because Sanders would be the guy who uh, can
1: win. I mean, he has a legit chance to win. He's leading in Iowa. He has a very good chance of winning New Hampshire. So if you win the first two states, can you win Nevada where he's already competitive? Absolutely he could win that. If you win the first three states, I mean, yeah, right now Joe Biden looks hard to beat in South Carolina. But if he loses three consecutive states to Sanders, you got to believe Sanders has a really good chance of doing this. If Sanders wins the first three states, I think he could get the nomination. Yeah, the last non-incumbent to do this was Al Gore in 2000. He went on to only win All of the primaries. So uh, you don't usually lose when you, it's not a thing, right? You don't win the first three states and then then lose lose. the election. I've
0: never seen it happen.
1: And it's very, I mean, look, he could easily lose Iowa and that turns this all upside down. But what's interesting about Steve's predictions is he's predicting the sort of breakup that someone like Bloomberg is hoping for or even Biden to, you know, hopefully there's a lot of chaos and he can win out as a consensus choice in the end. Uh, and he's predicting Sanders is the guy who comes out of all that. I mean, that's, 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 a, that's an interesting theory.
0: And I like how specific he is. Steve's just going for it. He's like, I don't care. He's, uh, he's going to join us next with uh, the latest from Iowa and his predictions. Also, a, uh, a pretty big, exciting announcement coming up in about 30 minutes. Stand by. Uh, Cory Booker, we've lost him. He's he's out of the race. Yes. <sighs> it's very, very
1: sad. This is breaking news as of this moment. <sighs> so soon. So young. Not our exciting
0: announcement
7: no. that we had planned. No. but that's that, that more it's pretty exciting.
0: exciting. <laughs> more exciting than
7: that. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so Cory Booker, who would have seen him not becoming president of the United States other than everyone?
7: <laughs>
0: so... Uh, <laughs>
3: Forty-five seconds. We have. Uh,
0: I mean, only
1: Corey seemed to think Corey was good. I know. No one else in any of the states. Can we look back at Steve
0: Dace's old predictions from 2019 to see? Yeah, so, I'm looking at some of them. They're, oh boy, so he didn't get very many right. I, the thing I like about Steve's predictions is they are
1: legitimately specific and and easily provable, right or wrong. Like, yeah. where a lot of these predictions are like, uh, Democrats will push us further to the left. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, that's probably true. But and you could say it about anybody, yeah, yeah. right? These are pretty specific. And uh,
0: Steve, Steve went for it in 2019 as well. <laughs> we should talk about that. <laughs> Some of them are really so, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did it, were any of them right? That's well, the, we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, okay. Steve Dace in just a second. So somebody's willing to go out onto a, li- onto a limb and say the, the election for the Democrats is not going to go well. In fact, it, four different people are going to win the first four states. And they're going to end up in a brokered convention. And Bernie Stan- Sanders is eventually going to be the guy. But only after they try to get Michelle Obama to run and she turns it down. And he even names the vice presidential candidate and what will happen in the 2020 election. And all of it is absolutely possible and plausible. His name is Steve Dace, and he's on with us in 60 seconds.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: We have a, another dropout uh, that we'll tell you about as well, and a big announcement uh, coming up in just a second. Uh, that's in about uh, 25 minutes. The dropout is next. Uh, Winston Churchill, later Rahm Emanuel, once said, never let a crisis go to waste. (sighs) You know, one of those guys was a good guy when he said that. The other guy, not so much. You decide which is which. Here we are with all of these these crises, and no one is really paying attention to what is happening to the value of our dollar, what our banking system is doing right now. Everybody's looking at the stock market. Stock market is paper. And uh, and what you're looking for is real value of that dollar. Let me tell you about Goldline. They're 1880 gold five and a half dollar liberties. Now, in 1880, it's solid gold, and it was worth five and a half dollars. Let me just tell you, it's not worth five and a half dollars today. Even if they made a brand new one, the same weight. Why is that? Not because of the price of gold has gone up, but because the value of a U.S. dollar has gone down so much. So if you want something that is stable, you want something that, you know, never loses all of its value, it's not the stock market. It's something that is a hedge against insanity, something that you can collect, something that you can have, something you can pass on to your your kids and your grandkids, and hopefully their kids pass them on. These 140-year-old coins right now are extremely popular diversification and protection tool. I have them. I love them. This is the last week... That you can get these. They're in excellent condition, and you get 20 free silver coins with every tube purchased. This is the last week, so call Goldline now. Learn about the limited time promotion. It ends this week. 866 Goldline, 866 Goldline, or goldline.com. Call them today. 866 Goldline. Steve Dace joins us now from the frozen tundra. Uh, welcome to the program, Steve.
4: Good morning, guys. How are you?
0: Well, better than you are. We're not in Iowa, uh, <laughs> but neither is Corey Brook Booker. He's dropped out. Just happened.
4: This is uh, is the headline of a tree falls in the forest.
0: Yeah, um, exactly right. Yeah, exactly. He, right. He,
4: he hasn't he hasn't been relevant in this race for months. And um, we could have multiple conversations. Why they would all be uncomfortable? So let's just say it's the same. A lot of it has to do with why Black Lives Matters is here in Iowa, protesting Pete Buttigieg as we speak. Uh,
0: and and tell me about that.
4: Well, you've got a confluence of events here, Glenn. And you know, I've I've worked in. Um, Uh, ministerial cooperation between black and white churches here in Iowa, uh, and and organizing uh, people of different racial persuasions for common local political causes in the past. So I have a limited amount of experience with this, but it's far more experience than most whiteys have. (laughs) Yes. And the reality reality is that... I don't know how else to put it, so I'll just put it very bluntly. Black America is just not down with the charge of the Light and Loafers Brigade. They're just not down with it, and and some of it is the is the is the influence of the Black Church. If you go look at marriage amendments across the country, I mean, if you look at the way the the marriage amendment performed in California, winning there. Um, if you look at how it overperformed Mitt Romney in states like uh, Maryland uh, in 2012 in the election there, it's always with huge, overwhelming Black voter support. So that's number one. The other reason is you have a hierarchical, hierarchical rivalry here where on the intersectionality meter, sexual uh, sexual behavior has replaced racial politics atop the food cha- the intersectionality food chain. And so for a more leftist secular group like Black Lives Matters, that's a major issue where they're in the back of the pardon the expression they're in the back of the Democrat Party bus right now. I mean on the same day that the Supreme Court did its first decision in favor of so-called gay marriage that same week it voted it got rid of the voting rights act of 1964 and so you've got this tug of war going on in the left between these two groups and Pete Buttigieg is right at the epicenter of this Mm. and that's and that's why you're seeing he has zero black support in states like South Carolina that's because of the black church there and in Iowa that's why you see Black Lives Matters is coming here it's because he represents a special interest group that has replaced them in the in the left hierarchy
1: Do you see any, Steve, you know, the Cory Booker thing is fascinating to me in that, like, the media seemed to really love him. They kept saying what a great job he was doing in these debates. And now, look, I'm not in the demographic here of Democratic voters, so maybe I'm missing things, but I always found him to be very creepy. Uh, and strange, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it didn't seem like anybody ever gave him uh, a shot here. And as you point out, in these sort of intersectionality Olympics that that are going on, in the Democratic Party—they're all saying they want more diverse candidates, but they
4: all seem to be voting for anyone but. Everybody wants diversity, if it's their version of diversity. And the thing with Cory Booker is, um he—if he were a candy bar, it would be called what you call it. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been rumors about his sexuality, about his personality, about all kinds of things. And I think the fact that he just didn't satisfy, check any particular box in in any of those components is why he committed the cardinal sin of politics. And that is the number one thing every politician has to do, first and foremost, is you have to build a base. It can be a small and devoted one. It can be a big one. But you need a base that provides you the infrastructure to grow as a candidate, both from a support mechanism uh, and then a word of mouth mechanism and then a legitimacy mechanism. And he just never did that. Um, He was sort of a cornucopia candidate Uh, and he never satisfactorily for a lot of people addressed the issues of his sexuality. He says he has a girlfriend named Rosario Dawson, the actress, but you've never seen him together. He's never addressed that. He doesn't really address racial issues all that much. Um, except in the one debate with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, did it actually better? Uh, it's just, you know, what is he? What was he as a candidate? What, what what base in this party did he represent? And the answer to not to be none of them.
0: Let me uh, go to your predictions uh, for the election. Uh, they're pretty bold, uh, in fact, because they're so specific. You say prediction uh, in your top 10, number eight, Four different people will win the first four states in the Democratic presidential primary to set a free-for-all for the nomination. It's never happened before. Explain it. That,
4: that's Yeah, that's never happened before. There's a couple times you've had people, three different people win the first three states. That happened in 2012 uh, in the, on the Republican side. But I, I, I just think you have a situation in this latest Iowa poll that came out from the Register speaks to this in that, You've got – no candidate has really ironed out alone a base except for one, Pete Buttigieg, which is the white Subaru driving coexist bumper sticker having suburban cul-de-sac litter. Okay, And and if you want to know how many of those there are in Iowa, that's Pete Buttigieg's base. He has no other base anywhere else uh, in the state of Iowa. That's his base. So just a bunch of white suburbanites that want you to know they're not homophobes. So they're voting for guilt. Um, But for the other candidates that can actually win this nomination, they're splitting each other's factions. And when you have that, you're going to have a free-for-all. You know, I think that you look at a Joe Biden. His number one argument is electability. Well, if you're going to finish third or fourth in Iowa, I, I mean, what does that do to your electability argument? I do think when we get one of the problems all the other candidates have is they don't have any substantive black support in this party. And and while black voters do not make up the percentage of voters in the Democratic side, white evangelicals do on the Republican side, it's really difficult to get to a majority of Democrat voters without black support. He's the only one that has them. So in, in, in this crazy year, if my predictions sound nuts, consider this the oldest-looking, oldest sounding white guy in the race who comes across incompetent most days is the only one who has really any black support, so there you go, okay? And, wow. And, 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 and if he can just stay alive, if he can get to, those, to South Carolina and all those southern states that come in on Super Tuesday, he could certainly win enough of those. It wouldn't give him the nomination, but it would keep him alive to a convention. And then, then I think whoever emerges from those first four states between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, Whoever cancels the other out is going to win California. And if you've got Joe Biden winning the old Democratic Party and you have Bernie Sanders and or Elizabeth Warren winning the current Democratic Party, that is the prescription for a brokered convention.
0: So you have Pete Buttigieg winning uh, Iowa, Bernie Sanders, New Hampshire, Elizabeth Warren, Nevada, and then uh, Biden in South Carolina.
4: And I still think, even though Buttigieg's numbers have dipped quite a bit in that Iowa poll, the reason he could possibly still win is how strong Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are. You know, we talked last week. I talked about the fact of Elizabeth Warren's dipping. That when they get into that caucus room and they start straw polling each other, those leftists huddle together and like, "Hey, we, we, you know, uh, we either hang together or we hang separately here. One of these guys or gals has got to go." Well, if they both go in there with a reasonable chance expectation of winning, it's going to be really difficult to have that kind of a conversation. And I could see the socialists or the Soviets, because uh, they're both socialists, Freudian slip, I could see the Soviets and, and, the, and the more softer side of Sears' version that Elizabeth Warren represents kind of canceling each other out. And then I could see a Pete Buttigieg with 19, 20, 21, 22 percent eking out a small victory here. But that would have to be his scenario.
1: It's interesting, Steve, because what you described with the first four states is the dream scenario of one Michael Bloomberg, who is currently running basically unopposed in the Super Tuesday states and throwing a quarter of a billion dollars at at that. If this comes together, does he make a dent? Does
4: he win a couple of these states? He doesn't represent either Democratic Party. I think Michael Bloomberg's long-term game here is he is trying. I think he's game planning that this thing goes all the way to Milwaukee. And they have to come out of here with and – and, and you have to understand, Bloomberg comes from this old political model. Forty percent of people are Republicans. Forty percent are Democrats. And elections are won by the 20 percent in the middle. And Barack Obama and social media wrecked all of that. National elections are now determined by who can frame the battlefield for the most max-based turnout. Mitt Romney is the first candidate ever to win independence in 2012 and lose an election. So, so that, that model is antiquated. But I think he's operating on that model, and he's going by, hey, they got to come out of a convention with some kind of compromise candidate, and maybe
0: that could be me. And you say that there's going to be a move at the convention to nominate Michelle Obama as the yeah, compromise candidate.
4: Yeah, she's the most logical name. But, you know, you don't leave a 70,000-square-foot palatial estate where Martha's Vineyard or whatever they just bought in order to get in order to get called, uh, you know, trashy Michelle by Trump on Twitter for three months. You're not doing that. So I think I think that'll be the, the fantasy of, you know, several on on cable news networks uh, and within the uh, the leftist intelligentsia. And it will be entertained there quite heavily. But I don't think that she will she's going to come off the bench uh, and, and take that kind of a beating, because right now she can say whatever she wants, do whatever she wants, make as much money as she wants and have none of the daily grind of actually being a candidate.
0: So th- um, when she's not the candidate, you believe it will be?
4: I think it will be Bernie Sanders, because if you go to a brokered convention, there's two ways you win there, guys. One way is you're everybody's second, second safe choice. There isn't one of those in this in this race. There's, there's nobody everybody else looks at and says, all right, I guess we can handle that. And so if you're not going to win with a second safe choice, then it's triumph of the will, if you get the analogy uh, reference I'm making, and you win with a hammer and a sickle and an iron face, uh, iron fist, and you, you scare the hell out of the system with a mobocracy. You know, if you look at Wisconsin, that's where a lot of the modern leftist mobocracy that we have come to know today was born Going after Scott Walker, that base of people is still there. That is native to that is a native tongue uh, to Bernie Sanders as an Alinskyite. and so I think you you scare the Democrats to death with we're going to make Chicago 68 look like it's a small world after all. Wow. Okay, when it's closed, or you give us the nomination, and 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 so since they don't have a logical second candidate, that would be a rallying uh, point for various the various. Uh, constituencies in their confederacy, then I think it becomes a, a, you know, a mobocracy game. And I can't see anybody edging Bernie Sanders out where that's concerned.
0: Okay. He's not finished yet. Uh, we're going to take a one minute break and then back with the rest of how he says this is all going to play out. You can listen to Steve every day on the blaze radio and TV network. Just sign up for blaze media. Just go to blaze tv.com slash Glenn blaze tv.com dot Glenn slash uh, and uh, use the promo code Glenn, and you're going to save 10% on your subscription. We have all of the real conservative voices uh, here that you are looking to listen to. Steve is just one of them every day following this program on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome to the new year, and a perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. Sometimes following, finding quality candidates can be challenging. It's hard to find good help these days, and it actually is because unemployment is so, is so low right now. It is hard to find really good people. Do yourself a favor and head over to ZipRecruiter.com back. You're going to find a way to positively revolutionize the way you do hiring, and it's going to be good for your business. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over a 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. They have powerful matching technology and they scan thousands of resumes to find the people with exactly the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. And as the applicants come in, ZipRecruiter does analysis on each of them and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss the perfect match. ZipRecruiter, so effective that four out of five employers that post with them get a quality candidate in the first day. Right now, ZipRecruiter, you can use it for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck, the smartest way to hire. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. So here's where your predictions get a little... um, Interesting, uh, more specific and frightening a bit. Uh, First, you say that Sanders is going to name a vice presidential candidate that will not be from the middle.
4: No, he won't. And, you you know, I do these predictions for our sites every year. And in 2016, I correctly predicted Hillary Clinton was going to nominate Tim Kaine. Because that's in her that's in her nature. Find a swing state. She wants to really be a Wellesley College. She wants to be Elizabeth Warren. But in the end, she's really a bra burning technocrat. She wants to win more than anything else. So go find a nice looking senator from a swing state and put him on the ticket. You have to go with candidates nature. If you're Bernie Sanders and you conquer the Democratic Party, you're not even a registered Democrat. And you conquer this party and you conquer them at the convention. The last thing you're going to do is, is, is you know, go get some, you know, uh, middle of the road congressman from Indiana to balance the ticket. No, no, you, you've come this far. You're not showing restraint now. You're you're going to plant the flag. And so I think he goes for intersectionality with Catherine Cortez Matos out of Nevada. Uh, who is essentially um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's grandmother, for lack of a better description, mm. and a former left-wing trial lawyer, attorney general? She's from a swing state that was that just swung over. That's the one state. You know, we had all these warning signs of early voting amongst Hispanics in swing states in 2016, and how that was going to doom Trump, and it never came to fruition except in one state. And that one state is in Nevada. That's the one swing state that tipped because of an early surge of, of Hispanic voting. And I think you see Bernie Sanders double down from there.
0: Uh, now, you say the deep state doubles down because they see this is, this is a free-for-all.
4: Yeah, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I used to be when I was a kid, and, and then I realized human nature is often given too much credit. I'm also, though, not a huge fan of just ignoring what I'm actually seeing in front of my face, Glenn. Mm -hmm. And we have watched the last couple of years, you know, marauding rapist hoaxes for Supreme Court justices, collusion hoaxes, Ukrainian call hoaxes, hoax, hoax, hoax. Uh, The guy in Iran, uh, you know, Salami, whatever the hell his name is, (laughs) is, you know, venerated and revered. And and so if you're going to go this far and and, and the the generic process produces the American Jeremy Corbyn. And you know that guy's not going to win a general. I I don't know when you've been willing to use the levers of government with your thumb on the scale from behind the scenes. And there are willing media platforms that are going to let you do it out there on the left. I I don't know why you'd hold up now. So so I think like those bureaucrats that came out and testified at the, the impeachment hearing whose grounds for impeachment really was, I didn't like Trump's foreign policy. I think you're going to see them just like openly now leak secrets openly leak sources openly attempt to uh you know uh, 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 sabotage american foreign policy and i wouldn't be shocked if you saw the federal reserve in the third quarter of this year attempt to put its thumb on the scale economically unless you see a slowdown because if 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 you're going to go this far in trying to discredit an administration and the people it appoints right when right when the american people are potentially about to give it another four years I, i don't know why you'd suddenly decide you know what Maybe we should let the people rule after all. I I don't think that's human nature either.
0: And even though you call for even more turmoil than what you just said, your number one prediction is Trump wins. Trump's going to win
4: because the Democratic Party learned, well, there's two reasons he's going to win. The economy, we just don't get rid of presidents when the economy is going this well. That's just historic. Number two is the Democrat, the left in America spent... And I'm guessing you got these calls too. When they called people who were on the right, who were real conservatives and hesitant to support Trump four years ago, they called a bunch of us. I was on the McNeil-Lair News Hour, for goodness sakes, the day after the election. Just one, one, one example. Wanting to know, what did we miss? What did we miss? They spent about 48 hours of self-reflection.
7: Mm-hmm. And
4: then they decided, like John Lithgow says in the new Pet Cemetery movie, the ground is bad. They decided the American people are bad. And so I don't think there's any self-awareness forthcoming at all. And they're just going to nominate their own Jeremy Corbett.
0: Agree. Agree with you. Um, All right, Steve, thank you so much. The Steve Day Show is uh, on uh, the Blaze Radio and Television Network. Just subscribe now, blazetv.com. Big announcement is uh, coming up in just a few minutes. Stand by.
2: Glenbeck
0: program. You know, taking seven months off uh, from work to recover from an injury just isn't an option for a lot of people. And among their number is Robin from Ohio. She works in a congressional, I mean, a congressional, <laughs> same thing, a correctional I- institution. Uh, and after breaking her wrist, she was given the bad news. But some people are more determined than others, and Robin is one of them. After hearing about relief factor, she started just taking it regularly. And much to her surprise, um, and the surprise of her occupational therapist, Robin was able to return to work three months early. The swelling and the pain had gone down, and she had been able to recover rapidly. Some people are just born tough. But even Robin admits she's grateful that she had relief factor to help her get on the other side of pain and inflammation and get her life back. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com right now. That's relieffactor.com.
1: Go to blazetv.com and use the promo code Glenn. You're going to save 10 bucks. We have an announcement coming up here in just a couple minutes. Stay tuned.
6: Born on February 10, 1964, Glenn Edward Lee Beck became accustomed to entertaining large audiences from birth. In fact, he was the 13th most visited child in the hospital the week he was born. Glenn grew up like any young man, watching Shirley Temple movies, organizing tea parties for his collection of dolls, and getting beaten to a pulp by neighborhood boys and girls. All activities he continues to enjoy to this day. Glenn's father was a baker. Thus, Glenn's unquenchable passion for pastry. It was believed by many that this would make Glenn into the family's best baker to date. But one day, Father Beck returned to his bakery only to find that Glenn had eaten an entire year's worth of powdered sugar and was actually bathing in a vat of cream raspberry sauce. This incident led Glenn away from baking and toward his other love, broadcasting. It was also the first time that an entire industry filed a restraining order against one individual. (laughs) All right. From this point on, the ugly face of alcohol began to peer its head into Glenn's life. Mm -hmm. It began at his first job interview. Just minutes before the interview began, a full 12-pack of Budweiser was ingested by the program director who eventually hired him. His next job interview was with a program director who was receiving vodka via IV. And come on, 970 WFLA, Sue Tricus must have been drunk. Later, Glenn got a young blonde named Tanya Colonna drunk. Now she is Tanya Beck. And with every year, his experience continues to grow. Along with his ego and his stomach. And Sue Tricus? Well, she's still drunk.
0: All right, it's the 20th anniversary week of the uh, broadcast. I believe this was the uh, anniversary of the day I first wanted to fire Jeffy. And I can still remember it, mm-hmm. looking at him, shaking his head like, you suck, on the other side of the glass. And you get reminded of it now, every day you yes. see him. Every yeah. day I still see still, him. Yeah. I, somehow or another, I've not been able to <laughs> shake that guy. Uh, and, uh, and also, uh, Stu, who has been with me. And on this 20th anniversary week, I think it is only appropriate that we make a special announcement on Stu. Very excited to Mm -hmm. bring
1: to uh, BlazeTV.com, as well as YouTube and uh, podcasts, anywhere you go, a brand new program uh, featuring myself, Stu. It's going to be Stu uh, hosting the show. It's going to be about America, and I'm going to be doing things on the show. Mm -hmm. And that's how we came up with the title, Stu Does America.
0: Uh-huh. And uh... Something
1: America does.
0: Desperately needs is, right now. I mean, mm-hmm. Debbie did Dallas, right? Why not you do America? We're expanding a little bit, yes. Again, you can't just bit. focus
1: on your little area, right? You really need to, uh, sure. The whole country needs this. Really excited about
0: this. Yeah, uh, Stu is uh doing his own uh daily show, he will still be on this program. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll just, I don't know, be more tired. Uh, than uh, than usual and I already look so perky every day we thought if there's somebody that needs to be on television it's one of us and I'm already there so Stu it's your turn
1: yeah I'm pretty excited about it I mean Mm -hmm. you know uh, it's gonna be a tv show every every night um, as well as a podcast that you can get uh, for free on youtube uh, or on your podcast and I would I would encourage you to go to uh, the YouTube page, uh, or go to stewdoesamerica.com. All the social links and everything are there. Uh, and sign up and subscribe so somebody's listening to this thing and not just talking to nobody.
0: And it'll be uh, kind of in our comedy uh, roster. We have Steven Crowder. Yeah, uh, and awesome. And, uh, and Stu will be adding Chad Prather uh, as well. Chad Prather is mm-hmm. really, really funny. Yeah. And we thought, mm, you know. Hey, hire a vet, hire the handicap. Hire a stew. Yeah, you're not gonna and, hit you not gonna hit home runs on
1: every every pitch. No, no, yeah. you're certainly not. And it's you uh you just hope to get hit by the pitch and get on base.
0: If you love Jon Stewart and The Daily Show, you're not gonna like this. But <laughs> but if you like Trevor Noah, you're still not gonna like this. Uh you'll be like, where's the humor? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but well, it's it's actually uh it's actually a, a comedy show with that's smart uh, and will help people digest the news of the day, uh, well, with, uh, with humor. It's something we've tried to do here. Uh, and you know, a lot of people have told us over the years that
1: perhaps it's not the best idea, but we have decided, uh, to try to treat the audience as if they are intelligent, now, we don't know everyone in the audience. There could be a lot of really stupid people there.
0: No, oh, I'm How, sure there are. Every audience. It has to be some. You can't have 50 million, a footprint of 50 yeah. million people and not have some real dummies. Oh, it has got to be yeah. a ton of morons. It's not you. Uh, <laughs> not, if you're listening right now, it's not you. Not you. It's the a, people probably oh. that were listening last hour. You. You are the smart ones. They're the dummies. You're special. Yeah. You're special. You make a difference. You get a trophy.
1: (laughs) Those people (laughs) suck. Uh, But, I mean, that is a different thing, I think, than you're getting across the media landscape right now. I mean, look, you can get some conservative content, and there's a lot of great stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's been, I think, a, a... Um, A lack of this in the media as a whole that anyone who's going to admit that conservatism isn't uh, the same thing as Nazism or racism, Mm -hmm. you go to the media it's hard to find that. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find stuff that, you know, a lot of times you just kind of get either something that's uh, entertaining or something that has uh, some intelligence to it, mm-hmm. we're going to try to do both of those things. But we promise, almost never the fusion of entertainment and, and enlightenment. enlightenment. However, we promise never to do both at the same time because that's yeah. overwhelming. We'll right. give you one of <laughs> one the two, other. and we'll clearly define them
0: yeah. for everybody in a Soros organization. Yes, yeah, so they can just yeah. they can protest the yeah. right organizations. Yeah, honestly, this is why a lot of the humor is is. Uh, gone from the right because you, well, Hey, there's a lot of unfunny people on the right. Um, <laughs> not you. No, you You're are funny. funny. You are funny. You're, You're special. Funny. You're better than them. Um, but it it's almost impossible to do humor um, because you th- they'll destroy you. They'll destroy you. Yeah. And if you happen to be an old listener of mine, you, you know, we've had to strip back a lot of the comedy Uh, on this program because it just we could not survive with it they were killing us every step of the way that's why we built the blaze Mm -hmm. and that's why we can do whatever the hell we want to
1: do (laughs) on the blaze yeah enjoy it yeah seriously this is a great reason to subscribe to it i mean if you go to blazedv.com you can use the promo code actually you can use the promo code Stu. As of today, uh, use the promo code Stu. I think they're, I think they're doing some special or something off of there. Maybe I don't know some extra money off. Go ahead, do that.
0: I think we um, pay you if you subscribe to right, the Stu will... show. We pay you. <laughs> you I think. It. I'm not sure. I mean,
1: you could do it over and over again and get really yeah. rich. So do, yeah, it. do it. Try it, do it. See if it works. Yeah. Uh, but the point is to have a place that's safe harbor for people who are conservative who actually treat their audience with some intelligence uh, and some respect. And that, like we all know that. You know, jokes are jokes. I mean, Ricky Gervais has proved this to be true, and he's only able to do it because the
0: guy created the freaking office, right? How do you think he's going to survive? Do you think he's honestly going to be able to survive? You know, there's a part of me that thinks he can do it
1: because of the very unique person he is. He's incredibly well respected in the world of comedy, which is where Chappelle is, right? He's He's English. English. He has incredible accomplishments that are like, you know, again, the Cosby Show was an incredible accomplishment. That you yeah, didn't but think the Cosby Show he, did, he, actually he actually was like raping, raping people, so that's yeah. a lot different. Um, you know, Louis C.K. is 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 another guy who got accused of that stuff, um, but he was another one who looked untouchable at one point, and uh, or maybe too touchable uh, yeah. for his particular case. He wasn't exactly untouchable <laughs> at all of the time. Yeah, that was his problem. He was too <laughs> right, touchable. Too touchable. Uh, but Gervais is in that perfect. Uh, Storm. It seems like where he's really credible and just being honest, he's not doing things that actually are offensive. Right. Telling people that, you know, uh, God forbid you say something that's just blatantly true that men are men or women are women. And and you talk about how maybe Hollywood, the people who basically are responsible for all the rapes in the Me Too movement (laughs) are the people who should be lecturing us. Right. About who's right and who's wrong. That should not be controversial. It's only controversial in this sort of fake woke world. We were talking about uh, Jessica Yaniv the other day. Do you remember her? Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah yeah yeah. And, and she wanted to get the the, the stuff waxed. Right. And uh, she happens to be a he Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of people who are a little upset about that. They don't necessarily want to do the waxing. Mm -hmm. And one uh, uh, place, a waxing place, decided to protest this on religious grounds. And Mm -hmm. where does the left fall on something like that? Well, you'd normally, of course, it's a transgender person against a religious organization. However, here, the religion is Sikh. It's not
0: Christian. So what, where do they stand on this? I mean, it's clear if it's Christian. It's clear if it's Islam. Yep. Not so clear if it's Sikh. Right. So what do you do?
1: These are, these are worlds you should not have to navigate, right? Only crazy people want to navigate things like that because they're yeah. not real. Your book, uh, your last book, Addicted to Outrage, that uh, came out, I guess, last year, yeah. went into the postmodernism thing. And like, at, you know, at the time, nobody was talking about that. And, you know, maybe it was a little ahead of its time. Yeah, I don't think anybody's
0: still talking about it.
1: It really is exactly what's happening, it though. Is. It because is. Because you sit here and you're like, well, these are things that don't make any sense. They're not—they're not real questions. They're almost like things people adopt for public positioning. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. And and it's—it's it's, they want to make you feel uneasy. They mm-hmm. want to make you uh, feel as if the truth that you've always known is no longer mm-hmm. the truth. And to set that kind of world into chaos uh, is their goal. We have to have things pushing back against it. We have a lot of great stuff on the Blaze already. I hope to add on to that and uh, and occasionally make you laugh. Uh, and, but only you, because you're the special one. You're the, the special other people one. in those other cars? Yeah, like, who like who cares the cares people them? who
0: have called in over the last 20 years. We just grabbed a couple of uh, some of the calls that have come in, in the last 20 years. And you can see, you're special, they're not. <laughs> Here it is. still on the phone?
8: I know you want to talk to me about my electricity bill. ah uh,
0: yeah. I just uh, I just find it amazing that, you know, you are buying your way out of your electricity
8: bill. Well, you are, I'm you, not the, exactly buying my way out of it. And I think this issue is too complex for conservatives to understand. I I think simply stated that conservatives are too stupid to understand this no, entire I, issue I, you because know. you're stupid. Do you have another word for stupid or Metodic? What? What is it? The word is retarded. Did you just say metarded? Well, indeed I did, Glenn, because as I hope you know, but I'm not sure you do because you're not that bright, the word retarded is politically incorrect. Yes, I, I know so that. I contacted the folks behind the ADA mm-hmm. and had a conversation with them And they said for $100, I, Al Gore, would have a special dispensation (laughs) to change a few letters and use the word (laughs) muttardip. And that's what I've elected to do. Did you get that? Hello, Chris. Glenn? Yes. We've endured the funky eyeglasses. The rainbow colors of shirts. We even endured the pitch at the Angels game. But now the Home Shopping Network, good God, man, admit it once and for all. Come out of the closet.
0: Are you telling me, Chris, that you have never watched HSN, watching it just thinking to yourself, good Lord, who's buying this stuff? Not for five seconds. <laughs> oh, come on. You're missing out. Thanks a lot, Chris. Stu. Stu. Am I alone in that? You've never watched HSN and just thought, who's buying this?
1: Oh, I've definitely thought, who's buying this? But uh, I don't know. The the obsession that you seem to have, I would say, is somewhat You're unnatural. You're
5: such a jerk. <laughs> I mean, it's you a, are. It's you such are. a deep,
8: well-thought-out You obsession. are such a jerk.
0: <laughs> yes, how are things, Wilfred? I
8: heard you talking about the youngsters. Yes. yes. I had a sweet 16 party when I was a child as well. Mm -hmm. We walked into the woods, and and we'd play Hunt the Jitterbug. Uh, Hunt hunt the Jitterbug? Yes, the Jitterbug. Mm -hmm. Um, Eventually, I found out that the Jitterbug was a dance, and my parents were just trying to abandon me in the forest. (laughs) But I learned from that experience, unlike these kids today, They're all spoiled. I gathered food from local nuts and herbs, and I fashioned my own wooden lung last year from pipe cleaners and peanut brittle. Sweet 16 was much sweeter when I was a kid growing up, mostly because the age expectancy was only 12. (laughs) (laughs) With that new peanut brittle lung. Uh, All right. (laughs) I'll be along a (laughs) while. All right. Thank
6: you, Wilfred.
0: (laughs) All right, let me tell you about uh, X Chair. When I was a kid, we used to have to sit on cacti. It was that, and we liked it, because it's all we had, the prickly bottoms of cactus. And it was okay. Well, you don't have to live that way anymore, Gramps. Uh, right now you can get the X chair. It has a patented dynamic variable lumbar support and 10 settings. The X chair is what you and those around you need for a comfortable workday. And with the X chairs 30 day, no questions asked guarantee of satisfaction. You have zero risk. Now, most companies can't make that kind of offer because most companies are not an X chair and they can't afford all of the returns, but nobody returns this. Nobody does because it is the most comfortable chair that you've ever sat in for an office chair. Bar none, this is the new standard. X-Chair, on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Go find out the right chair for you, the right color, the right fabric, everything else, and have it shipped to you. 30-day money-back guarantee. X xchairbeck.com. xchairbeck.com. You're listening to Welcome to the uh, program. Uh, Bloomberg had a big rally with Judge Judy over the weekend. It's uh, <laughs> a weird pairing. Yeah, it really is. But uh, I think there were like 25 people that showed up. Which, oh, wow. Yeah. Less than 50 people showed up. So, <laughs> But it was only Judge Judy. Yeah, one of and- the most popular television personalities. <laughs> of all time. And, yes. Yeah, but don't worry about it. Don't but worry not
1: about a it. Big I'm sure deal. he's going to be fine. I think it's going to go well. Yeah. There's a lot of good st- stuff going on sure, right now. Sure, sure. Uh, I love this uh, from Florida. A Florida man, which is always... A good Always start trouble. to a news story. Uh, caught on surveillance camera assaulting an elderly guy for wearing a MAGA hat last October. Learned he would spend the next several months in jail. The judge uh, sentenced the registered Democrat to 90 days in jail after finding him guilty of battery against 67-year-old Robert Youngblood. You, you know you're, you're wrong with people. You're cool when you're doing that. Um, How old is this guy? Uh, he's f- uh, 43. 43? Mm-hmm. And beating beating up a 67-year-old. Oh, that's great. In addition to his jail sentence, he was offered he had to uh, serve 1 year of supervised probation and pay $155 in restitution. The full $155 not, 100, not in American dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Holy cow.
1: And that that part of part of that will be used to replace the MAGA hat that was destroyed in the incident. Uh
0: He should have to wear a MAGA hat. Yeah, uh, that should be a good that's a good part of the punishment. Yeah, he should have to wear it at all times. When he gets out for a month, see how he likes it. He, uh, by the way, says uh, Trump supporters are
1: communists and racists. Communists, uh, uh, and he says I don't even care if I'm going to jail. This is actually exciting. It's a lot okay. to get about to get a lot more exciting. Yeah, uh, because yeah. jail's fun for a
0: lot of people. Oh, mm. Love it there.